The following broadcast is a production of the Ministries of Marcus A. Kyler. We pray this message is both inspirational and transformational. For more information about Marcus, please visit MarcusAKyler.com. For more information about the communications consulting services he can provide for your ministry or nonprofit organization, please visit YourDigitalPastor.co. Thank you for listening and be blessed. Look, I get it. You need a friend, a guide, a shepherd to help you navigate the ever-changing digital ministry landscape while, at the same time, encouraging you to keep going. I'm that guy. I'm your man, Marcus, and I am your digital pastor. The Version Bible verse of the day comes from Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 and 14 from the New King James Version brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus uh, Philippians is one of my favorite uh, books of the Bible. Uh, definitely top five, probably top three. But um, <laughs> I, um, I I love this because um, and Paul, I, I love Paul, man. Paul was the man uh, because Paul Paul was self aware. You know, Paul was the first one to you know really give it to you real. Like he wasn't afraid to tell you. You know, when he had messed up, he wasn't afraid to be like, you know what, I'm a chief sinner among all of you. And and, and that was basically the, the tenor of his entire ministry was, you know, he remembered where he came from. He remembered, um, you know, how much of a persecutor he was when he himself was a Pharisee and he was the one who was uh, responsible for uh, for for uh, for converts to Christianity, um, you know, dying. He was he he was responsible uh, initially for uh, a lot of that until he had his own experience and uh, and he became a Christian himself, you know, but he had self-aware. He, he was self-aware enough to realize that and to um, and, and and he talked about that a lot uh, as he preached and uh, as he taught and as he, um, you know, went around, you know, spreading the gospel. He was not afraid to show his scars. He was not afraid to let people know that um that he was not above uh, reproach but that it was the you know the grace of god that was keeping him and it was the grace of god that was allowing him to even be in a position to uh minister to the people he was ministering to and to have the kind of influence that he had and uh, and, and that self-awareness piece that's something that's just so very uh, important uh, to me because that's how i try to live my life you know, because we, we, we can't attain perfection, but, you know, we, we can be self-aware and we can minister out of a place of self-awareness. And so that's what he that's what he's doing here when he says, I count myself. Uh, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But basically, he's saying I haven't arrived yet, but I'm, I'm forgetting what I've done in the past. But I, and, and I'm pressing ahead, you know, what I'm saying to, to that calling in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, my past is my past, but I am not my past. And I'm moving forward in that. And that's the kind of attitude we have to have.
Y'all know me. I'm always playing, tinkering around with stuff. Y'all know I love my tools, my digital tools. Well, here's the tool of the week. So our tool of the week this week is an app for the iOS platform called Twodio. That's T-W-O-D-I-O. It is a, a Twitter app that allows you to create voice tweets. Basically, it gives you 30 seconds to uh, say whatever you want to say, and then it posts it on uh, Twitter. And uh, I've been wanting uh, Twitter to adopt something natively uh, where you can uh, you know, add audio. I've been wanting them to do that for years. And um, this app does that. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, it does what it's supposed to do. Um, it only gives you 30 seconds as opposed to the uh, the uh, two minutes and 20 seconds that it gives you to, uh, you know, when you're uploading video. But I, I guess, you know, if we want to keep tweets short, then uh, I guess it's OK for it to be uh, 30 seconds. I, I think a minute would be a little bit better, but uh, I'm not complaining about that. I think the, the only drawback uh, is the fact that you cannot add a caption to it as of right now. Um, I, I, I spoke about this on Twitter and um, the makers of the app um, uh, tweeted back at me and let me know that uh, with subsequent uh, versions that they'd be coming out with, that they would add the ability to uh, add a caption uh, to your voice tweet, uh, which I believe is you know absolutely vital <clears throat> because the way it is right now is, is that if you uh, you know, if you if you put a voice tweet together and uh, and it tweets out, then the only thing that you see uh, on that tweet is just the uh, the, the picture of uh, the waveform and basically uh, your 30 second or less video uh, for uh, for that particular uh, tweet and for that message. And so uh, as they improve that, uh, I think that that will be a, a much better look for the app. And uh, it, it would be something that personally I would use all the time <laughs> if, if that were the case. I still hope that Twitter does something natively uh, one day uh, from the voice standpoint, just like they natively allow you to upload video. I think it only makes sense that they should allow you to uh, to do audio as well. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, I, I know that those of you who uh, who listen to the uh, the uh, church marketing podcast with um, uh, with a social media examiner. Um, did I say church marketing podcast? Um, I meant to say uh, the social media marketing podcast. Uh, I don't even remember if, if I said that right, but uh, but yes. So those of you who listen to the social media marketing podcast uh, with uh, Michael Stelsner uh, from Social Media Examiner, then you'll know that uh, this is one of the tools that Eric Fisher had. Um, had talked about a few weeks ago and um and I decided to go ahead and try it and we'll you know see what see what happens and and and, and I like it and uh, I think it can end up being a, a really good tool you know especially if you're if you're on the go and you just want to get you know a few things out or whatever uh, but they have to at least give you the uh the the, the opportunity to uh, put a caption in your tweet um or else I don't think it's going to be as uh, as useful uh, as it can be. So 
Again, that's the tool of the week. It's called uh, Twodio or, or Tudio. You know what? Because uh, I think that's how uh, Eric Fisher pronounced it was Twodio. But now that I think about it, uh, just like studio, it's probably Tudio because it's T-W-O like the, like the number two and then D-I-O. But um, we shall see. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and try that out in your app store. So for our feature presentation uh, this week, I am uh, including an interview that I did for uh, the Church Media Guys podcast with the Church Training Academy uh, with uh, Justin Nava and uh, Dave Curley. Uh, just had a great time with these guys. Um, you know, they uh, they're doing uh, some great work in the uh, church communications and church media space uh, right now. So it was just a, a great opportunity and uh, just a lot of fun to sit down with them and talk about. Um, you know, why churches should be on certain platforms and how uh, they can engage in, um, you know, meaningful ministry, meaningful digital ministry on um, certain platforms and, you know, what to do and what maybe not to do uh, as well. So it, it was just a great time. And uh, I just thought that would be uh, perfect for this podcast. And so um, so we're including that for uh, for this week. Uh, many thanks to them. And um, in the show notes, you will find uh, information about them so that you can uh, connect with them as well. Come on, y'all, let's get to the money. And now for our feature presentation. He's a father, he's a pastor, he's an author, and he wants to be your digital pastor. And he's hanging out with us today on the Church Media Guys show. Marcus, thanks, man, for coming and spending a part of your very valuable time with the Church Media Guys. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Justin, for uh, having me on this evening. It's a great honor. We are glad to have you here. It's uh, it's always cool to to talk to folks that are uh, kind of in our space that are doing things, especially in social media. Because I mean, we we get questions all the time regarding social media, various platforms. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should we be here? Should we be there? And uh, and 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 I know you've got some fantastic insights on all that. And so before we get into that, though, before we get into that, I want our audience to get to know you on a much more deeper and more intimate level. I think it I think it's really important that we uh, explore some some of the depths of your soul. So I'm going to ask you a handful of questions here, like really rapid fire. And uh, I want you to be honest. Pretend, pretend you know, you're like laying on the sofa there in my office, you know, and, and old Doc Dave's probing your brain, okay? Very good. Very All good. right, let's, let's, let's start off with the most important one ever, Coke or Pepsi? Woo, um, I haven't, um, no, I, I, live in, I live in Michigan, so we call it pop. Oh, All right, just, sorry. Just to preface that, I haven't had pop since I was um since I was in high school. Wow! Um, but um at, at that time it was definitely Coke. Okay, oh, good, good. Okay, so you're saved. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, so that's good. All right, so coffee or tea? Um, tea. Uh, another shocker. I hate coffee. You hate coffee, but you spend all your time in a Starbucks working. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, it makes no out. sense. It makes yeah, no sense, but th- that's the guy's honest truth. Yeah. Well, and then they have good tea over there, of course. I, I understand that. All right. Here's this is this is the one that determines where you will be spending eternity and how many oh. crowns you're going to get. Star oh. Wars or Star Trek? Ah, oh, Star Wars. Oh, good. Yes. Star Wars. All right. oh. Good. He's you know he said that because he's sitting there looking at my background. He's looking at all the stuff on my shelves, and he's like, "I gotta say, Star Wars." Oh, I, you know what? I, I wasn't even looking at that. <laughs> well, hey. Um, I'm curious. Um, Justin and I have um, we, we've got 
we, we've got our, our CTA insiders, Church Training Academy insiders, um, and they're, most of them are on Facebook and they're, that's where they're doing their live streaming and all that too. But we've also got a lot of people in our church media hacks group. And a lot of them are wondering which platform should they focus on for ministry? And I know that's a really loaded question because both of us, Justin and I, the first question we ask is, well, what aspect of your ministry and all that? I mean, do you, does a church really need to be on all platforms and try to be everywhere they can? Um, I, I, I definitely understand the, um, the, the necessity of really focusing uh, on a single platform. And I understand the benefit of, uh, of focusing on a single platform. Now um, in, in the consulting that I do, when I'm, um, excuse me, when I'm offering uh, my services, I, I do offer to, you know, manage, you know, multiple platforms uh, at one time, d- d- depending on what they want to do, uh, it will determine my level of management of a, of a particular platform. Um, I, I kind of go with the big four, as I personally like to call it, which is uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. I, um, I, I do offer uh, all of those services. And I think it's important um, I think it's important to uh, have a presence on all of them. It's not required to have a presence on all of them, but that's uh, what I offer when I, uh, w- when I pitch my services uh, to churches. Now, when you're talking about focusing on one platform, I mean, obviously the, fo- the focus, the focal platform is obviously uh, Facebook because that's where everybody is. But um, I-, I feel so strongly about Instagram that, uh, and and, I, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this using the the, the language that that you Justin uh, gave to me when you were asking me to uh, to, to join you all uh, today. Um, when is it right to move to a second platform? And uh, my answer to the question is immediately. <laughs> and I say that because I'm, I feel so strongly about Instagram that I, I feel that I, I move it up from a, a nice to have to a must have, right along with Facebook. Facebook, you got to have it for for obvious reasons. But I I just feel that there's so many different opportunities within Instagram to to communicate and to really find your voice within that platform that I think is almost necessary to to really be on there as well uh, to to the best of your ability uh, as a ministry as far as uh, how you uh, spread your resources. I like to say uh, that that Instagram is, is, is actually every platform in one. I mean, you have you you have your Facebook uh, aspects of Instagram because because of course, obviously, uh, you know, it's owned by Facebook. But then you also have um, your 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 YouTube aspect of it because uh, of of uh, the, the video aspect of it. Then you also have uh, you also have Twitter elements in there, and the fact that now you can communicate uh, with words uh, as far as uh, what you do with your your Instagram stories. And Instagram stories, of course, is uh, is uh, from Snapchat, and so you really it's really every platform uh, in one. And so when you want to communicate, I mean, you have so many different ways to do it. If you're using Instagram proper uh, and you're just posting um, pictures, or you know you're posting uh, you know one minute videos or, or less in your feed, you know you're, you're using uh, Instagram stories. You can use Instagram Live, of course, but then you also you know, with the IGTV now, that's another opportunity uh, for, you know, ministries to, to, to go in there and to put, um, you know, either repurposed content or uh, uh, produced, you know, uh, original content 
and have that be another way in, in, in order to, uh, you know, share your message or in, in another way to uh, engage as well. And then, and then finally, on top of that, there are uh, the, the, the group chat uh, feature that, uh, that they just introduced, I guess, um, uh, this past week or, or was it last week? I guess you can, yeah, it was like last you know, week or two weeks ago. Yeah, you can you can have up to what four people and and you can uh, you can chat with them on video as you're still using uh, Instagram and so that just adds another element of um of of how you can communicate with your people and I think it's just um it, it, it's an incredible platform you know for for that reason because it just gives you so many looks you know and so many opportunities that um, I don't believe the other platforms do and so for that reason um, I, I think uh, you know you you, you got to try to use both of them uh, if at all possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you're the first person to actually specifically say that I've heard you need to be on Facebook and now you need to be on Instagram. And I, and I, and I've kind of, it's one of those things where I've kind of known this, uh, that you're saying, you know, it really is all the platforms. You have the imagery of Facebook, you have the text of Facebook and Twitter, you have the hashtagging of Twitter, you have the messaging of Snapchat, the video options of YouTube. I mean, it really is kind of the all in one. I can see why it's coming up so much. So um, I think where I, where, what I'd like to ask, and me and Dave can trade it off here, um, maybe we can ask specifically, I think we're, all, we're mostly on Facebook. There's still some churches that are not on Facebook, uh, but we'll, we'll get to those in the, in maybe first. But um, let's say we're on Facebook, we're using it, we're posting three, five times a week, and now we want to get on Instagram. And then I want to ask you too, when do we know or what should we be prepared for when going on Twitter and YouTube as a, a third and fourth platform? So let's go back to Instagram and let's, let's go high level view here. Um, when, when, when our church volunteers, church media volunteers have got Facebook down and now we're going to add Instagram like you recommend, what should we be pre- preparing for? What kinds of posts, uh, what kind of frequency, what kind of engagement? Um, how can we best prepare for that? As far as that new platform, what are the top like three things that we need to know when moving to Instagram for the first time? Uh, I think with the changes that that happened to uh, and, and necessary changes that happened uh, over on Facebook uh, earlier this year, it, it really became necessary for uh, churches if you want to be successful to 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 uh, of course post in a way that invites more conversation and and, and really builds community uh, more that way. Uh, I, I think that some of the uh, some of the tactics that in the past that we tried to use on Facebook uh, and, and some of the posts that we did on there uh, are not quite as successful anymore. Uh, but they can be more successful uh, on Instagram. Uh, really, the main thing that I would say to uh, you know that you really want to ask yourself and really want to ask your volunteer team or or, or, or staff or whoever is is working on this is um, you know what is what is your core message you know what kinds of nuggets you can pull out of a message uh each and every week because you know the the cornerstone uh i believe especially with uh instagram and how you can still uh post and, and, and gain traction on that is you know really understanding um you know the different ways that you can repurpose a sermon and, and just really being able to understand um how you can use the sermon and, and how many different kinds of posts that you can get out of that and, and how those different kinds of posts um, relate to the overall message of your ministry that you're trying to uh, convey uh, each and every week. So I think that's 
pretty much the main thing that you uh, want to, uh, you know, be ready for as you transition uh, over to that platform. Uh, I, I think the second thing as, as well is um, we're, we're all familiar with um, uh, Brady Shearer, uh, Pro Church to uh, Pro Church Tools, um, Pro Church Daily. That's um, part of my daily routine. Actually, is, is watching Pro Church Daily uh, in the morning, mm-hmm. and, um, and and the whole one, uh, seizing the one sixty seven concept uh, that 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 he talks about, and that is part of the uh, Pro Church Tools uh, brand. Uh, I, I really think that that's a mentality that we have to use as um, as a, as ministries, in 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 order to uh, figure out. Okay, when we move to a platform. How are we seizing the 167 uh, with that particular platform and um, really assessing um, how comfortable a pastor or senior leader is with uh, communicating uh, more intimate, more intimately with people outside of just the, 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 the sermon, uh, outside of just uh, on a Sunday or, or, or the weekend. Uh, now, what I mean by that is, you know, th- there are a lot of opportunities that, that a pastor has to, you know, c- communicate uh, with people, you know, throughout the week, whether that's, um, you know, you can do uh, a daily or, you know, twice weekly or, 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 you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, prayer time that you can actually get on, you know, Instagram live and, you know, just really invite people to come in and, and, and share. They can drop their prayer requests in, or maybe you have a devotion that, that, um, you know, that you want to talk about for 10 minutes and something like that, or, and, and do a Q and a after that, or, uh, or, or you just want to, you just want to get on to say hi or something like that. Those are different. Those are touch points, uh, that Instagram allows you to do, uh, you know, throughout the week. And, um, you know, and, uh, when, yeah. when you talk about those touch points, that's, that's something that Justin and I have, I've talked a lot about uh, with our our viewers is that uh, as the 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 larger your church gets, as your church gets bigger, the distance between the pulpit and the congregation gets farther because there's just physically more people that the pastor cannot go and have lunch with on Sunday after church or go over to, you know, a fellowship at this home group's house or at this home group's house. You know, there's just, you know, the, the, the lead pastor, the teaching pastor, I mean, the, the, the heads of the, of the organization of the body um, get further and further removed just because of the sheer mass of people that are there. And, and I think it's critical that they use the tools and that's, I didn't even think about doing, you know, sort of a, an Instagram live prayer time because uh, now I'm still learning all the, the Instagram stuff. I've been a, I've been a Twitter guy since it, it first came out uh, and I enjoy Instagram, but I haven't delved so deep into the video aspects and especially not the live. I'm, I'm still a, um, if it's not going to last, you know, I'm not going to mess with it, you know, unless I'm just trying to communicate directly with somebody by sending them a quick video or something. Um, but the Instagram live stuff goes away 24 hours, right? Or, right. It, or, or is it just there for the time that it's happening? No, the, 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 uh, the Instagram live, it stays, uh, for 24 hours. Now, okay. when, they first, when, when, when they first introduced it, uh, it went away immediately, right. I think it took maybe two or three weeks to get it to where uh, right. it was integrated into your stories. And that along with your stories lasts, uh, 24 hours. Well, see, and that's, I think, I think that's pretty cool because that, that keeps some of that intimacy there that you can jump on if your pastor is doing this and you can say, Hey, 
um, you know, uh, we're having this this problem in our family, and I don't want to go into any of the details, but we're struggling right now. And then the pastor prays, and the 24 hours, that's that's gone. And you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, the Curleys are having problems, you know, and all this kind of stuff happening. You know what I'm saying? You can you can still have some of that one-to-one almost intimacy or the, the feeling of that one-to-one intimacy um, as much as you can through a, a device um, and, uh, and and still be kind of secure too. So I, I think that's cool. Where, where do you see Twitter? fitting in with this in the context of a, um, uh, of a church, of a church body. And, and the reason I ask, Twitter's been around for a long time, um, and the, the adoption rate at certain levels is really high, but I see Twitter now almost like, a, um, like an open fire hydrant, and I just, I'm tired of it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sit there and, and just try to find one nugget out of all the the stuff and out there. And, and I'm not sure that the average person is savvy enough to sit there and go through the time it takes to set up filters and to set up hashtags that they're following and this and that and, and you know, fine tune it and fine tune it and fine tune it and fine tune it and fine tune it so that it actually works for you and it's not a distraction. And all where, where do you see it fitting in, in ministry? Um, yeah, I, I, um, I think that in, in one re- and you're and you're absolutely right um, about Twitter and and you know the open fire holes and everything. Um, I think the reason why I still recommend uh, you know churches be on there is just because if you look at all the the, the social networks, um, Twitter is the most direct as far as how you can reach somebody online. <laughs> it, it's the most direct way that you can, that, that, that you can read somebody. And, uh, it, it just provides, it just provides that easy access. Cause I mean, if you look at the other networks, at least you have to, you, you have to, you have to send a DM and that direct message may or may not, uh, get to uh, that ministry. It can be accepted. It can be declined, you know, but, but Twitter, at least you can, you, you can, you, you can put an at mention right there and boom, it's there. Now, wh- whether it gets responded to or not, uh, it, it is something that is there. Uh, now, I don't necessarily see uh, Twitter functioning for for ministries the same way that it functions for um, for brands or or or, uh, or you know retail stores that uh, people typically use Twitter now as the um, uh, customer service engine for you know how they communicate with with, with the uh, different places that they that they shop or the different brands that they like or whatever. Um I don't see too many people using it as that, but the the opportunity is there. You know, if uh, somebody needed to reach a church, um a ministry directly, uh, <laughs> Twitter is there. So yeah. Just just at First Baptist Church, somebody was sitting in my pew. <laughs> what do you think about it <laughs> your feedback is very important to us please send us a dm and we'll talk about this further <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I, 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 that sounds good to me that's that's a perfect answer if you ask me <laughs> um, yeah i like what you said you know it's it's open access it's easy access someone that we all follow gary vaynerchuk put it this way and i and i love the way he put it is is twitter is is the is is the uh, what did he call it? He said, Twitter's the open club um, yeah. where you can just walk up to somebody and just start talking to them. You know, like everyone's doing their own thing. You got your little groups of people over here, dancing over there, hanging out over here. And you can just walk up and just say, Hey guys, 
what's going on? Oh yeah, tigers, love tigers. And you can literally just jump into any conversation and, and like you yeah. said, tag people or, or search for hashtags and filters and all that stuff. You can get pretty pretty detailed. But um, yeah, that's one thing, man, we tried to, I tried so hard to make Twitter work for our church. Uh, but it just, it just, it, it was the same. It really became the same four people that were interacting with our Twitter and they were already interacting elsewhere. Um, but <clears throat> I do see that as, as an opportunity. If you are in a bigger area, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, where your church can you know, promote local events, services. Hey guys, we're going to be here. Um, you know, you can put stuff out there. You can search the local area, hashtag Houston food, you know, and find people talking about food in Houston and be like, Hey, we're having a barbecue this Sunday. We'd like to have you come try our barbecue too, you know, kind of thing where you have that instant access. Right. And like you said, it's not like Instagram where you're kind of, they're going to block you for DMing too much, you know, or for spamming the Twitter. It's, it's out there. It's there. And you know, if you, uh, comment or reply back to someone's tweet, all their followers see it. Um, so I like that, that what you said, it's kind of like open, easy access. Um, do you have like a posting recommendation to, or maybe you should just tell me if mine's good enough. Um, I recommend if church is going to be on Twitter, they need to post three to five times a day um, because the average life of a tweet is about 30 minutes. So unless you're relevant for an hour and a half of the day, it's probably not worth your time. Um, would you agree with that? Or do you have any other posting strategies for Twitter? Uh, I, I would absolutely agree with that. And uh, I, I think Twitter, I think um, three to five minutes, goodness gracious, uh, three to five tweets uh, per day um, is, is definitely, um, is definitely good. If um, it, I, I would say if you could ramp that up and, and not, and, 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 and actually the three to five tweets uh, per day is good. And um, if if it's possible to maybe even double that, I would just with, um, you know, retweets from, like you were saying, local areas or, 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 or if um, local businesses or, or have uh, uh, articles or whatever or, or, or things that matter to your ministry, uh, kind of use those those other tweets uh, to, to kind of, you know, promote you know, what other people are doing to uh, – uh, show that you're involved uh, in the community as well as just, you know, being a, a ministry that happens to be in the community as well. So, um, you know, so, so, you know, having, having that three to five original and then, you know, three to five uh, retweets and things of that nature, I think, um, I think is really, really solid. And, 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 w- and what I think it does is, um, you know, it, it keeps you relevant and it keeps you present on Twitter, uh, you know, just in case, um, you know, just in case it becomes somewhat of a, a, a bigger platform for you. Uh, I, I kind of, um, and, and I, I've never, I've naturally never said this to anybody. It's just been in my head, but I kind of think of Twitter and, and maintaining a presence on Twitter. Like if you, um, you know, if you have a place that you want to uh, uh, rent out as an Airbnb, you know, you, you want to keep the place clean. You want to keep it maintained. You know, you want to make sure, you know, everything is fine. So it's like, you can't neglect it. You can't, uh, you know, you, you have to make sure, you know, things are in there. You have to make sure, you know, the refrigerator is stocked and, and that the, everything that's in that refrigerator is fresh. And, and you just have to make sure that, that, um, that, that all the plumbing and everything like that is working properly, even though that property, you know, you, you might not necessarily live there, but it, it but it's something that you need to uh, actively maintain and make sure that if somebody does 
does want to uh, go there, if somebody does want to, 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 to pay you to uh, live there for a few days, that you're ready and able to do that. And, and, and in a way that is going to be enjoyed. And so that's kind of the way I look at uh, a church maintaining a Twitter presence. So, so because of that, I don't think that uh, it, it doesn't take a lot of work to be on Twitter and it doesn't take a lot of work to, 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 to really maintain that. And so you can have a, a, a volunteer uh, on your team um, to, you know, you, that can be done with like one volunteer on your team. And, and that can be uh, something that, that, that can be done uh, without, um, you know, a lot of resources. And yeah, so, yeah, without, without too much struggle. You know, what you were talking about, um, uh, retweeting and uh, keeping, uh, you know, basically providing information for the community or about your community and stuff. Again, that's one of the themes that Justin and I've been talking about for the last couple of months with, with our, our uh, viewers is that um, the church largely, the church used to be a, a, a focal point of the community, of any given neighborhood, any given community, um, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, um, you know, the, the, the church was, was a hub. And now the church is a passing thought. And it, it's important that the church establish and reestablish itself as a member of the community and a resource for the community on several different levels, not just a spiritual level, but a social level, a cultural level, uh, a relational and emotional level, right? And um, yeah. we we've we've talked about strategies on how to do that and stuff. But I, I think throwing that piece in there that um, uh, that, that using Twitter, people are going to come across it that may not even be in your church, it may just be in the area and be looking for things that are happening in you know Dallas, you know. And if you're part of the ones that are feeding that information and answering the question that they have. Um, through Twitter, then you're making the church a relevant source for them and stuff. And that just, that, that brings the authority overall of that body of believers, that location um, as a hub for the community. I think it's very important. So that's, I hadn't even thought about it that way in regards to Twitter. So thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Can I say, can I say one more thing real quick? Please. Uh, with, the, with the, uh, with the retweeting, um, you know, you can, you can actually insert your brand into the retweet. Like if you retweet with a comment, like most of the time uh, on my personal account, I probably nine out of every 10 times that I retweet something, I will retweet with a comment instead of just like the, the, the standard generic retweet. And, you know, I'll always say something because I think it's always better to say something, you know, uh, when you're retweeting, uh, if, uh, if appropriate. And so um, a church can do that as well. You know, if if a, if a church retweets something and makes a comment, then, you know, then you can put, you know, whatever, uh, you know, core branding hashtag you use for your ministry, uh, you know, on top of that retweet. And then, you know, that that, that even makes you uh, more relevant to the conversation and more indexable to um, to what's taking place. Right. And 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 adding that comment is means that you're not just blindly retweeting things. There's actually some thought into this, and it shows that you're curating this information, speaking on this information, and now sharing it. So I, I think, again, building authority, I think that's 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 key. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, in the we're going to wrap up here in the next few minutes. So, Marcus, I'm going to do a little bit of a rapid fire here. And so I'm just going to list off the remaining social media platforms. Give me your take on churches moving to that platform, uh, let's say 30 seconds or less, if you can. Are you ready? Okay. YouTube. What, what do we need to know to move to YouTube for the, for the very first time? 
um, you know, what is what is your what is your content strategy as far as um, you know how you want to share um, you know your uh, sermon content? Some some of the churches that I work with still will uh, have copies of their messages available for purchase uh, after services. Everybody doesn't make uh, their their sermons free. Some people do. A lot of people uh, don't. And so if you're going to do that on YouTube, then you just want to know, um, you know, do you want to share the entire message? Or do you want to share uh, an excerpt of the message? Um, you know, what kind of excerpt do you want to, uh, you want to show? Um, and then also you want to be prepared to, uh, you know, add a little extra content. Maybe uh, if you want to have uh, an original show, kind of, kind of the same in the same vein as you would use with a, uh, with an Instagram live or something like that, you can do, you know, a Q and a, or you can do a, a, a once a week kind of session or whatever with the, with, with the senior leader uh, on YouTube, as far as, you know, just, just uh, really deciding how you want to handle uh, your content uh, moving over to that platform. That makes a lot of sense. Sorry, moving away. This is okay. Moving away from the big four, let me ask you, Pinterest, is there a space for Pinterest for churches on Pinterest? <laughs> um, you know, I have, um, I have an account over there. I don't, use, I don't really use it too much, but uh, I, I think that there is, uh, there is a place for it as far as uh, maybe you want to show the personality of uh, your ministry. And uh, maybe showing the personality of your ministry can come forth in uh, the, the the kinds of uh, things that you curate um, on uh, that platform. You know, whatever whatever you're trying to um, whatever you're trying to show on there. Uh, maybe you are. Um, gosh, the best example I can come up with is um, I know church do sales and they do bazaars and and, and things of that or whatever. Or may, maybe um, you know you have collections. Hey, this is you know uh, what we have available, or something like that. Or, or this is, um, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm I'm just kind of you know brainstorming out loud here. But that's that's what I would do if um if if, if I were using uh, Pinterest for ministry, I would try to uh, to try to have some kind of curated list of uh, something that's relevant to an event that's taking place uh, in our ministry, and 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 kind of display that thing. Just basically using it as uh, a curated example of something that you might be uh, doing uh, as a ministry. If you're doing a bake sale or, 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 or you're doing, um, you know, some kind of uh, event where you, um, where, 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 where people are coming to, you know, purchase something or people are going to, you know, look at certain things or whatever, uh, you know, maybe you can have a, a digital representation of uh, what's, what is going to look like at that event uh, on Pinterest. I, that's, that's probably the, the, the simplest thing I can come up with. <laughs> that, hey, that's fine. I think that works. I, I really like that showing your personality. I think that's something. Friendster. Friendster. I want to know what about, or, or, or MySpace. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what about Vero? Remember Vero? From Is Vero still a thing? <laughs> you know what? Um, Vero, it, it looks like, um, it looks like it's really just a thing in, in uh, England, I guess. Is that, is that where it was? Cause everybody I've seen on there is British. So I, <laughs> Well, there you go for our international viewers. Tell us about Vero because I have no idea. Uh, Marcus, appreciate you being on on the show and interviewing and, and putting up with me and Dave. If people want to connect with you, Marcus, where can they find you online? Um, you can find me online right now. Uh, even in my uh, process of uh, transition, you can find me uh, at yourdigitalpastor.co. 
Uh, everything that you uh, need to know about me is going to be uh, right there on that page, yourdigitalpastor.co. And uh, also I have um, my own uh, podcast that, I, uh, that, that I'm doing uh, once a week on uh, church communications. And I'm also, um, so I, I do a one, once a week podcast, but I also do a daily uh, three minute devotional uh, every single day. And so uh, those two elements uh, are, are on that podcast. It's the Your Digital Pastor podcast. It's uh, hosted on Anchor, but um, you can, uh, it's available on, um, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So um, I invite you to uh, take a look at that as well. Awesome. Awesome. We appreciate your time and, uh, and sharing some of your insights and wisdom with us. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Justin. Really appreciate your time. Boy, that was some great, great stuff uh, from Marcus there. He's a, he's a wealth of information. You guys be sure to follow Marcus uh, and, uh, and keep up with what he's doing because uh, he's got a lot of insights uh, and, and a lot of good info to share. Before we go, I want to leave you with a few moments of inspiration. Right, let me tell y'all something. I haven't had sweets in two months. I haven't had a piece of bread in a month and a half. Whenever I think about all that I lost because of my energy being sapped away because of food, it makes me not want to do any of that ever again. Sometimes the way to get over temptation is to think about everything that you lose when you succumb to it. All right, I need you to get this, okay? Your process is your process. Look, your process might take longer than somebody else's process. Your process might seem like it's more involved or it's more difficult than somebody else's process, but you really don't know. And half the reason why we get upset about what we go through is because we're comparing it to what somebody else is going through when if we just get out of our feelings and in the will of God for our lives and get in the mind of God, then we can get through what we have to go through knowing that it's necessary for our growth. Thank you for listening to Your Digital Pastor. Until next time, be encouraged and be empowered.